You're listening to the American Journal of Perinatology podcast. This episode is another in our regular series, taking an in-depth look at the SMFM pregnancy meeting. To find out more about the meeting, go to www.smfm.org or go to the AJP homepage at www.tima.com forward slash AJP. Welcome everyone again to a special edition of the American Journal of Perinatology podcast series. Today is our Society for Maternal Fetal Medicine annual meeting preview podcast. The Society for Maternal Fetal Medicine 37th annual meeting, the pregnancy meeting, is scheduled to take place on January 23rd through 28th, 2017 at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas, Nevada. The meeting, as usual, includes postgraduate courses, workshops, and symposia, all taught by leading faculty and addressing current both clinical and research issues in the common topics that are important to maternal fetal medicine. In addition, the highlight of the meeting are the scientific and clinical sessions that highlight current and ongoing leading research in the field of maternal fetal medicine. Dr. Bob Silver, the program chair for this year's annual meeting, has joined us today to highlight the offerings that will take place at the annual pregnancy meeting in Las Vegas. Can you give us a brief overview of how those are set up? Sure. So, you know, our goal at the pregnancy meeting is to really provide a comprehensive forum for people uh, practicing obstetric medicine and maternal fetal medicine to get together and to, to share ideas, to try to uh, comprehensively and systematically review best available evidence that can lead to uh, optimal care of pregnant women and ultimately improve disease outcomes, and also as a forum to uh, share cutting-edge edge research. Typically, the second half of the week, uh, as you noted, is devoted to highlighting some of that research, and the first half of the week is devoted to postgraduate courses where we can disseminate knowledge that's of benefit to practicing clinicians. There are several postgraduate courses on Monday, January 23rd, Tuesday, January 24th, and Wednesday, January 25th that we're very excited about. And they really span the breadth and depth of obstetrics and maternal fetal medicine. Some that I think are particularly important, course on Monday and uh, prenatal uh, genetics field is rapidly evolving. There's been an explosion of new technologies, but it's not clear how to best uh, use those technologies in clinical practice. So we're very excited about that. There's also a course on Tuesday that's going to focus on infectious disease. And of course, uh, Zika virus infection is being highlighted. As everyone knows, that's something that's new. There's a lot of uncertainty as to the best way to take care of those patients. And so we're very excited about that. On Wednesday, we have a couple of courses I'd really like to highlight. One is a preterm birth uh, toolkit, practical approaches to prevention. There are many, many controversies with regard to the optimal management and prevention of preterm birth, controversies regarding the optimal use of steroids, cerclage, progesterone derivatives, pessaries, I mean magnesium sulfate. And this course will highlight those. We also have a course uh, devoted to fetal therapy, which is a very exciting and interesting and uh, rapidly evolving field. So I hope folks uh, will be able to take advantage of those courses. I think an area of increased interest and an area that has been popular at some of the prior meetings as well as meetings outside of the pregnancy meeting are options for hands-on and simulation courses. It looks like there are a couple of postgraduate courses on simulation. Can you comment on any of those courses? 
You bet. We're, we're going to have uh, two separate simulation uh, courses. One is, is a workshop for uh, ultrasound guided invasive procedures, and that's going to be on Tuesday. And then there's one for obstetric critical care, and that's going to be on Wednesday. Simulation has been demonstrated to be a, a really effective way to learn. I think people also really enjoy that. Those courses sell out very quickly because they're limited to a uh, relatively small number of participants so that you can have a one-on-one -on -one experiential uh, learning. If you're interested in that, please sign up early. I think that simulation is going to become a greater and greater part of educational processes throughout our academic centers and also at the pregnancy meeting. I think the simulation courses are very popular. I think people who attend them will find them to be very meaningful. Correct me if I'm wrong, what I think is a relatively new course is one on Monday in the postgraduate courses and innovations in medical education. Can you comment on that course at all or the reasons for that course? You bet. I think it's becoming clear that being talked to with a 45-minute or hour-long PowerPoint presentation is nowhere near as effective as uh, interactive learning. And if people are required to, to think on their own and to solve problems and to collaboratively solve problems and to interact, that it's a more effective way to learn. So culturally, the society is hoping to move away from the traditional lecture format to more of a, a group workshop uh, interactive uh, format. There are many, many different creative things that can be done to experience the quality of learning and also uh, the enjoyment of learning. And so the society really wants to be a leader in this. We've partnered with several people who are experts in education in general and medical education specifically, and they will be teaching that course. In addition, we're trying to incorporate the principles of improving education into all of our courses. So in all of our courses, we're asking people to rely less on a lecture format, to have more of an interactive process, uh, case-based learning, TED Talks, if you will, and I think that medical education is going to evolve and the pregnancy meeting wants to evolve along with it. I think that's great. Look for a non-traditional type of courses this year at SMFM. I personally have had to give a few TED Talks recently. It was stressful because we, we've learned to rely on using the PowerPoint slide format, but the talks were incredibly fun, and it's really great to engage the audience in, in interactive learning, and uh, I look forward to everyone moving to different formats that are more enjoyable and more effective. Any other postgraduate course highlights that I may have left out? A lot of the other courses are things that are traditionally offered every year. However, they're offered every year because they're incredibly important and there's uh, very widespread interest, uh, things like critical care in obstetrics, obstetric complications on uh, labor and delivery, the course in ultrasound, and a course in medical complications during pregnancy. All of these courses will have debate format, and I think the debate format is really kind of an interesting and entertaining way to learn, to try to highlight both sides of a complex issue. Even though those courses are oldies but goodies, uh, they're done on an almost yearly basis because they're so popular and so excellent. I think one other final area to highlight is just who's teaching these courses. I think that when you're reading through the faculty for each of the postgraduate courses, it's sort of a who's who of currently researching and publishing and teaching from a national level or international level on each of these topics. So I think the strength of the faculty is also sort of a feather in your cap for setting up these postgraduate courses. 
I agree uh, wholeheartedly, Bill, and as a society, we're very blessed to have so many uh, prominent, successful, busy people donate their time to help with the educational aspects of the pregnancy meeting. As the postgraduate courses are starting to wind down and the scientific sessions are starting to kick in, SMFM is also offering some other educational options. These include the luncheon, roundtables, special focus groups, and scientific forums. Can you talk a little bit about what those offerings are and the goal for those types of meetings compared to a postgraduate course? So first, let's talk about the luncheon tables. These are one-hour sessions that occur on Thursday and Friday. They're also to highlight the state of the science for a particular topic and often not aimed at practicing clinicians. And some folks can't get there necessarily for the first part of the week, so this allows there to be some practical clinical information to be disseminated during the second part of the week. In addition, these luncheons are very small groups. They're often about 50 or 60 people, and so there's an opportunity to have an interaction with some of the leading authorities in the world regarding uh, specific topics. The topics uh, highlighted are those that are, are topical and controversial. Some of the things that we've talked about in the postgraduate courses will also be repeated, things like Zika virus, also prenatal genetic testing. In addition, a variety of very clinically important and also controversial issues will be highlighted. Examples are skeletal dysplasia, which is always confusing to everybody as is sonomegalovirus. There's also going to be an update on maternal cardiac arrest, highlighting controversies in what to do with the short cervix, especially with twins, antidepressants in pregnancy and an update on triple I or uh, intrauterine uh, inflammation and infection. So we're very excited about those lunch and roundtables and they can provide a clinical practical approach for people who want to have that during the second half of the week of the meeting. In addition, we have the scientific forums. These are on Wednesday afternoon at 3 to 5 p.m. and all the postgraduate courses are completed uh, before them so that everybody can participate. These forums are designed to bring a group of people together who are particularly interested either from a clinical perspective or a research perspective on one particular disease process or one particular management process or even a field of medicine. And these forums typically have several talks to highlight current uh, information and controversies in the field, and they also allow for a lot of interaction. We now have about 20 uh, scientific forums, and they're completely free of charge. It's perfectly okay to go to more than one scientific forum, and on our website there will be a list of the actual talks and the timing of those talks so that people can prepare for that. Finally, the uh, special focus groups are also during lunch on Thursday. They tend to bring in people with particular uh, interests that are related to perinatology, but not necessarily a particular disease process. These include one for research support personnel, one for the armed forces, MFM network, and one uh, that's focused on gender disparities in academic medicine. I'd like to highlight a couple of other things that are earlier in the week. One is, this is the second year now that we're doing it, we're now having a State of the Science Research Symposium on Tuesday evening, and it's 5.30 to 7.30, and this has been initiated by the Research Committee for the Society, and this year the topic will be preeclampsia, 
and the focus will be on novel uh, treatments and novel preventative agents for preeclampsia. The scientific forum or symposium is designed to highlight cutting-edge research and controversies in a topic that's clinically applicable and to bring in people who have an interest in doing research on this topic. And then it's also designed to be very interactive and hopefully will lead to research collaborations. So if people are interested in preeclampsia, if anybody's doing any research in preeclampsia, come on Tuesday night and it should be a great opportunity to learn something and to collaborate. In addition, we're also going to repeat the journal reviewer course on Tuesday evening as well. That's a course wherein people can be exposed to what it takes to get things published in our major obstetric journals. There will be editors from the Green Journal, the Gray Journal, and the Blue Journal. And they'll tell you what they're looking for with submissions, how the submission process works, how you can be a good reviewer. So it's really valuable, especially for younger folks who are just starting off in academic medicine. Those sound fantastic. And you register for those similar to how you would register for the postgraduate courses, it looks like. Yes, except there are also no charge. So the journal reviewer course, the preeclampsia symposium, and the scientific forums are of no charge. Anything else before Thursday morning that you want to highlight? Well, I just want people to know that there are yoga sessions available throughout the meeting that you can sign up for. So that's always a terrific thing. If you also want to become certified in cervical length, you can take that session and go ahead and do that. So there are several other things that are available prior to the scientific part of the meeting. Finally, the putting the M back into maternal fetal medicine. It's also free. It's kind of like a postgraduate course. There are typically talks. Many of them are practical. It focuses on maternal medicine and maternal mortality. Each year there's a different theme that's highlighted and that's free of charge and it's on Monday afternoon. So I think the highlight of the meeting obviously begins on Thursday morning when the scientific sessions begin. The scientific sessions are both oral presentations as well as poster sessions and run through Saturday midday. Can you give us a little bit of an overview of how those are arranged on Thursday and Friday and if you have any special can't misses or should go sees to kind of get people started on where to go when they're making their plans for the meeting, that would be great as well. You know, almost everything is really worth attending. And, Certainly, uh, I did not mean to imply that there were any that were less than others. No, 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 I, I'm teasing. We also are quite allowed to talk about these specific talks, but the highlight of the meeting, for sure, and the highest quality research is presented on Thursday morning during the oral plenary session, and that's from 8 to 10 a.m. Firstly, I should mention, if, if folks are unaware of it, that there were a tremendous number of abstracts submitted to the meeting this year. There were 2,130 abstracts, which is more than we've ever received before. And the year before, we received 1,700. So it's really spectacular how many abstracts we received. And the abstracts are evaluated through a very rigorous and we hope fair process. Every single abstract is reviewed by four active investigator clinicians who are blinded to authorship. And then the top couple hundred are reviewed again by four additional senior people who are blinded to authorship with very objective scoring. So these are really rigorously evaluated. Out of that over 2,100 abstracts, there's 115 that are talks 
oral presentations, and there are an additional 875 that are posters. We increased the number of posters this year because we have more space and because we have just such a large number of deserving abstracts. But even with that, over half of the abstracts submitted were not accepted, so the quality of the meeting really has continued to consistently improve. can really be proud of that. The very best of these over 2,100 uh, scientific presentations, the eight very best ones are presented on Thursday morning, so that's always a highlight. For the most part, those are randomized clinical trials that have implications for clinicians today. There also are one or two very well done and very elegant and novel basic science presentations that are clinically related. For sure, the highlight is going to be the oral plenary session on Thursday morning. In addition, this is followed by a special presentation by an honorary member. And this year, the honorary member is Dennis Lowe, who is a geneticist who really almost single-handedly is responsible for a lot of the cell-free fetal DNA assays that we're currently using to screen for genetic abnormalities in pregnancy. And he's someone who developed that technology. He's also made a lot of other phenomenally creative and groundbreaking innovations in genetics, and we're extremely lucky to have him give a presentation to our society. Our other oral concurrent sessions, and there will be one on Thursday afternoon, Friday afternoon, and Saturday morning, there will be three sessions at a time, are grouped by topic. And this will allow people to spend time in one room or another depending on their interests. But I want to highlight a one session that's going to be devoted to randomized clinical trials. I think that will be of great interest to folks, and that's on Thursday afternoon. There's going to be another session devoted to quality and safety on Friday. That's never been done before. There's going to also be another session devoted to fetal therapy, and that's going to be on Saturday morning. In addition, other sessions will focus on, on obesity and metabolism, maternal medical uh, complications. Some will be devoted to clinical obstetrics, and some will be devoted to basic science. It's important to remember that there's going to be really good stuff on Saturday. Folks should plan on going home Saturday afternoon as opposed to Friday night. Exactly. So there's the 5K run for walk, and the awards ceremonies for Thursday and Friday are on Saturday morning, so stick around for those. You bet. We can't emphasize how nice of an event the 5K run or walk has been. It raises money for the foundation, which promotes education of young academicians in obstetrics. And it's an incredibly fun event. It's galvanized a very large number of people in our community. It's okay to walk the entire thing. It's okay to crawl. It's okay to have someone push you in a wheelchair. It's not a competitive race. It's just a fun event for charity. And so I encourage people to come out, bring your friends, and bring your coworkers. That's a great overview for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. There is no drop-off on Saturday morning. The talks are just as good on Saturday morning as they are on Thursday and Friday. I think one or two talks that I would highlight as well are before the oral plenary sessions on Thursday and Friday, and those are the President's Address and the Foundation for SMFM Chair's Address. On Thursday morning, the president will give an address and an introduction to the meeting. I think it's a great opportunity for folks who have an interest in the society to kind of learn what the society does. The society does so many great things uh, during the course of a year with regard to education of pregnant women, uh, dissemination of medical knowledge, best practices, tracking outcomes, improving outcomes, facilitating research, lobbying the government for funding for research and programs to take care of pregnant women. And it's really a nice 
nice chance to see what the society has done in the past year and also to see what things the society is doing that you might have an interest in. So if you want to have a Reader's Digest uh, exposure to activities that may be of interest to you, that's a great time to do it. And the same thing is true for uh, Friday morning. You can have an introduction to what the foundation does and what kinds of things you can do to help contribute to the good works of the foundation. So I encourage people to attend those sessions. In addition, on Friday, there's the Fellows Oral Plenary Session. And so these are also outstanding abstracts that have been judged to be the very best research presented by fellows. A large percentage of the research presented at the meeting is from fellows, so the best of that is really a very high quality, and we want to encourage folks to come out for that. And then we have something, I think this will now be the fourth year that we're doing it called late-breaking research presentations from 10 to 10.30 on Friday. These will be two abstracts that will be presented. In addition to the 21.30 abstracts that were submitted to the regular meeting, there were an additional approximately 50 abstracts that were submitted a few months later. And these abstracts are all focused on almost exclusively large clinical trials, and the data just weren't quite available. The studies weren't quite done at the time of the deadline for the original abstract. And these presentations are just as high quality, just of just as widespread interest as the abstracts presented on Thursday morning in the plenary session. Those have traditionally been very good. I think finally I want to put a plug out for fellows who are tuned in to the podcast. There's a couple of events Thursday and Friday nights for the fellows. Yes, yeah, so there's an associate members meeting at 6 p.m. We encourage all of the uh, fellows to become associate members and to attend that meeting and become involved in the society. There's also a meet the fellows reception at 6.30 that p.m. That's Thursday evening. That's an absolutely terrific session. A lot of the older people who you may have come across in reading papers, your other travels through maternal fetal medicine will be uh, available who want to spend time and get to know you in small groups and one-on-one -on -one conversations. So it's a great way to meet members of society. It's a great way to find out what's going on in the society and to become involved. So I encourage all fellows to come to the Meet the Fellows reception at 6.30 on Thursday. And then for second and third year fellows, we invite you to come to a relatively new session, which is the second and third year's mini retreat, which is on Friday evening at 5.30. We have a first year fellows retreat, which is very well received by the fellows. We try to keep the cohorts together for your fellowship class, and these there will be a series of lectures that are a little more focused on practical things for the second and third year fellows, things like how to get a job, how to sign a contract, how to get a training grant, also a chance to eat and drink and hang out again with some of the society leadership, and most importantly, a chance to catch up with people in your fellowship class, and that's on Friday night at 5.30. Well, Dr. Silver, my congratulations again to you and the rest of your committee for putting together what looks to be another fantastic meeting. I know everybody is excited. This is certainly our division's one of our highlights of the year, attending the meeting, and I think there are amazing faculty and amazing courses that you guys have set up. So thanks again from all of us from the Society for the hard work that you've done for that meeting. I think it's going to be a great meeting. Thank you very much again for joining us today, taking the time to give us this preview, and we will see you in January in Las Vegas. Thanks so much, Bill. That was the American Journal of Perinatology podcast. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about the journal at www.tima.com forward slash AJP, or check out our Facebook and Twitter pages. If you enjoyed our podcast, 
please rate us on iTunes and join us next time.